Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? This is the Soul Brother here. Hoping that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving with you and yours. And, uh, of course, you know, the post-Thanksgiving holidays of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you know. So, uh, definitely can't forget about those. (laughs) So, but I'm back. I'm back at the helm, so we're kind of in that in-between mode, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so for us in the IT world, uh, you know, we're under pressure, which is the name of this podcast. And uh, discussing what happens when you get under pressure in life and and what to do and how to handle it, because it's inevitable. It's going to happen. You can't avoid it. You are always going to be under some kind, some type of pressure at some point in your life. And rather than you try to elude it, run away from it, you should step into it, embrace it, go through it, because it's what you need to do. Um, I know that since returning back to work after the holidays, you know, there's been a lot of of work actually that, you know, we have to do because we got some big projects that are going to need to go out. Because for us IT people, at the end of the year, there's a lot of things, right? Obviously, you know, in terms of, and not just where I work, but just just naturally and and in general for other people and other uh, areas, right? It's the end of the year, so there's, there's holidays, there's accounting work that has to be done. There's all this end-of-year stuff, right? The stuff that just you love to hate, it just, it's, it's just there and it's plentiful, there's like tons of little check marks and check boxes that you got to check off, but it is what it is. And while I've been in IT for over 22 years, yes, over 22 years, I'm not as young as I look. <laughs> um, that the feeling of pressure, I thrive on that. I absolutely, I absolutely love it. It didn't always used to be that way, right? I used to always succumb to to the uh, um, uh, stresses of pressure when uh, like when things would just kind of mount on me, right? I would just get a whole lot of things in my inbox that I had to do for end of year. Um, You know, it was very daunting, but what I've learned over the course of of, uh, my life and um, is what I do every day now, you know, is your life is like an inbox and an outbox. Right. Um, no matter what happens, there's always going to be something that's that's going to come in, whether it's work, family, personal, friends, family, like just there's always going to be stuff in your inbox, in your virtual inbox. And it's your responsibility every so often to kind of step through and kind of purge that inbox, not necessarily say I'm not doing it if it's not warrant of any action from you, then of course, then don't do anything. But if there's something that you need to do, right, there's kind of like a pre-check. And you just, and it's like, what you need to do at that point is basically write and jot some notes and try to understand that request that is being asked of you from whomever and make some notes. The thing I do is if it's like a less than three minute thing, then I go ahead, I stop what I'm doing within reason, knock it out. 
of that three minute thing and get it done. Reply it back like to whoever or let people know or just whatever. The three minute things, the small little stuff, get it out of the inbox because that's little, that's little small stuff that you can easily do. Generally for me, I schedule time in normally in the mornings and in the evening for that little itty bitty stuff like that. Just knock it out. For your medium size request, you know, you never know. You may get a, you need to do a whole bunch of something, something like for people, right? Okay, you know, kind of you lay it out and you mark it down. This is what I need to do. You plan it out and then, you know, you actually plan it out. Like you say, okay, when do I have time? You know, um, if it's something that is priority in nature, then obviously it's priority. But not everything is an emergency. Not everything needs to be a fire. Not everything needs to be attended to. But that's for you to decide. And that's where a lot of us make the mistake is we think everything has to be done right here, right now. Certain kind of way, certain is certain that. No, it doesn't. That's what the situation calls for. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you need to do in that scenario. Right? It's what the situation calls for. You may be inundated and busy with other things. You may have a life crisis going on. Depending on what your priorities are, the things in your inbox need to be prioritized accordingly. Right? Don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. Now, if there is a valid reason for you to have to push the envelope and to do more things, then, of course, you got to roll up them sleeves, folks, and you and uh, you got to do it. You can't always run away from responsibility. You can't always run away from the pressure. Sometimes you got to face it head on. And yeah, it's uncomfortable. It is. It is. But like I said, when you look at everyone's life, nine times out of ten, your life is a bit more relaxing than what you uh, than what you think it is. The perception in your own brain is that, oh my God, I have no time. But when you step back and you take a look at what you're doing and how you're utilizing your time and you realize, oh, yeah, uh, I was playing video games for three hours and then I did this. Yeah, I'm busy, though. No, you ain't. I can't even devote 15 minutes to try to play a video game. Right. So more or less three hours. So there's something wrong with that picture. There's something wrong in that situation. So you need to address that. Right. But anything that is not going to take you three minutes, but may take five minutes up to an hour, maybe, you know, you find some time uh, that day if it's pressing or just whenever. Schedule it on your calendar or, or your task list, whatever it is that uh, you decide to use. And then off with it. Work on it when you have time. For those big things, right? You know, the thing that I told my kid, right? Because, you know, she kind of, I had to go through this. I was like, you know, you're going to get those little small fry things, other three minute things. Ah, that's easy. You're going to get these other little things, uh, kind of like other uh, tweeners. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. But then the things that take many, many hours or days, right? You need to like systematically plan that out. Like you need to have a plan of attack, like for those things. For example, when we moved, in, into our uh, place here, right? We had to do a little bit every day. We couldn't just do everything all at once because, you know, not all of the resources were available all at once. So we kind of had to do things when the resources were available for us, like to do those things, i.e. a place to stay, reaching out to potential landlords, you know, 
the money that we were saving, blah, 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 right? Like there's certain things that we had to do along the way to be able to complete that objective. So in that particular case, you know, you have to be mindful of the situation. You have to, as my lady says, you have to read the room and understand where you are, what time it is and what you're doing. And then from that, then you can try uh, to base what you should do like from there. But, you know, these are all strategies in time management, right? For you to avoid the pressure, right? So the reason why I wanted to start with that is that there is a way to deal with the pressure, right? You have to be the one to decide how to deal with it. If you don't know how to deal with the pressure and you allow everything to pressure you, then my friend, you're going to live a short life. But the point that I'm trying to make here basically is that in order to get through the pressure or anything at all, like for that matter, it involves you, right? If you're the, if, if you're the type that likes to offload your work or have other people like to try to do it for you, that's fine. That'll only work for so long. But at some point, it's going to come back around and you're going to be put in a situation where you're going to have to actually step up, step in so that you can step out of that situation. And so many times I see people burn, burn themselves for the simple fact that, that they just procrastinate. I used to do it. I used to do it. I was so bad at procrastinating. God, I was, I was so horrible. Like, it was to the point that I would dread doing things. I knew I had to do them. I just didn't want to do them. Right? And, and you know... And what happened for me is that in some of these situations, I actually got left out, left behind. I actually missed out and it sucked, right? Because I didn't do what I should have been doing. I didn't step up, allocate my time or do the things that I knew I needed to do to achieve this thing that I had to do. I had to suffer for it. It was kind of like, it was kind of like a long, it was, it was kind of like a long suffering death kind of. It's like, it's like I knew that I was kind of headed like to no man's land because I wasn't doing anything. But then I also kind of didn't care. But then I also was kind of like worried at the same time. But the worry didn't really offset the laziness at the time. So I just let it go. And man, I was, I was pissed, you know. Um, but, you know, I had no one to blame but myself. Right? Because when, when you are confronted with pressure... The first thing that you want to do is you want to run. That's human nature. Everybody wants to run. Nobody likes to feel uncomfortable. No, it's, it's not cool. But instead of you taking that narrative off the top, when something like this happens to you where it is going to stress you out or it's going to put some pressure on you, you got to stop, drop, and look. You got to stop, first of all. Stop yourself like from, you know, like... Like, uh, you, uh, you got to stop yourself from worrying. Stop yourself from feeling stress. Stress is not, it's not an action. It's a reaction. It's what you do. It's what you cause. So hold the phone, stop. Right, drop. Drop what you're doing, right? Understand what's happening to you. Where is this pressure coming from? Why is this happening, Right? Like actually stop what you're doing, like sit there, 
Put your pencil down, put your pen down, stop typing, get off your phone. Just look off in the space and say, what's going on? And once you kind of come to grips with reality, it takes a couple of minutes because we're a society that just runs from one uh, thing to the next. We don't take any time to stop and breathe, but stop. Because when you feel pressure, when pressure is pushed on you, pressure most likely will either come from like either an anonymous source. So if something was just anonymously done to you, someone breaks into your house, that sucks, right? But it happened. You can't do nothing about it. Yeah, you had a, you had an, an alarm system. It was activated and they bypassed it. You know, hey, you did all that you could do. Assess and figure out, okay, how did uh, whatever happened happen? Or why is this pressure coming upon me? What is it that this pressure, this stress is asking me to, to stop and look at? And then truly, honestly, deep dive and take a look at it. Don't just ignore it, right? If you want something to go away, then step into it and figure out why it came your way, right? Like uh, this morning when I logged on and stuff, you know, uh, there is uh, this woman who I wrote a process for and she's and she was expecting... Uh, some information from me. So there's this other guy. A few weeks ago, he changed the location of one of the computers where this information like was stored. So he told me, right? And we made the change and then, you know, great. You know, everything is good to go. So I kind of kept an eye on it. And for the last couple few weeks, I could just see that. I was like, well, I'm not seeing any activity on this. And it was nagging me like last week. So I was like, ah, you know, what? I'll, I'll wait until after the holiday and then I'll come back and then I'll see what's going on. And then I'll kind of push the issue. So then I, I come back in. It happened again. I was like, OK, I was like, hmm. So I had to roll up my sleeves. I deep dived. So this wasn't a three minute thing. This was more like a five minute to a couple hour thing. So, uh, and so about an hour in, I kind of see what I'm looking for and I'm like, oh crap. And in the long run, it was actually something that I forgot like, like to change, right? So luckily for us, this was not a priority process or nothing like that. So there was nothing that had to be done immediately. It just had to eventually be done, but it was nagging me, right? And I know me now. I'm not one to just sit on something and just let it be because it's it's that way. Like, it floors me when people know that there's something wrong or something's broke, but they just let it be broke and just let it be wrong. Normally because they want to play that game like, well, it's not my process, it's not my thing, it's not this, it's not that. Well, that's that's stupid. Like, we're all in this together. So, you know, so when I hopped in and I saw this thing, I was like, oh, my God. And literally, it was me changing this is like a needle in the haystack change, y'all. It's like changing one little switch. I changed it and then I had them rerun it. Everything worked perfectly fine. Now, if I hadn't have took the time to dive into that thing, because it was pressure, because I'm already on a massive project, but then there's other little things that, they're, that, that are being asked of me. So it's not for me to be like, hey, boss, man, I got too much on my plate. No. You know, we're a small shop and he's entrusting me that I can handle a workload. So I'm like, you know what? He didn't have to tell me to look into it. I just looked into it. I own the situation. And that's what you need to do, friends. You need to learn how to own, be accountable. Like, 
like always, like uh, for any situation that may come your way, especially those that involve stress. Because when everything is good to go and there's no stress, everything is working fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're happy. We're happy as, as a hell about that. But at the first sign of stress, at the first sign of anything, a pressure, oh, no, no, no. People want to run. Why? It's uncomfortable. And nobody wants to deal with that. But again, sometimes you have to. It's not enough to just run away. If we, if we were able to just run away, what would this world be? It would be an incomplete mess. Right? So, you have to look at pressure as not a negative, but look at it as a positive. I know that's hard. I know you can be like, yeah, but, you know, like, a good one is, let's say someone in your family just died. You know, and that's, you know, sad. Right? I mean, and that's just tough. That's tough for anyone. Losing a loved one at any age is just tough. But then if you're responsible, you know, like for having to have to go through that particular person's stuff and belongings, right? There's, there is pressure in that situation. There's pressure to have to put together the service. There's pressure to have to do all the things that come with your loved ones leaving. But unfortunately, that pressure is going to get put on somebody. My cousin, you know, um, when, when his mom, uh, my aunt, uh, passed away, you know, he had a lot on his plate. You know, he lived in a totally different state. His mom was living in a totally different state. He had to go to her before she had passed because uh, she had uh, fallen very ill. Um, my aunt was kind of stuck in a building down in, in a lower Manhattan uh, when 9-11 happened. So uh, when the towers fell, uh, my aunt was trapped down at the Federal Reserve Building because that's where she worked. And so she was uh, down there. I think she was down there a day or two or something like that. So she couldn't go home. Like She couldn't get out of downtown. And eventually she wound up uh, contracting three different types of cancers, three. And uh, we lost her and she went back home like uh, to be with the Lord. But, but my cousin, he had to handle that. From the perspective of he lost his mom, first of all, that's hard. That's hard. The second thing was, you know, the family found that there was negligence with the doctors. So he had to take that on. It wasn't enough just to put his mother to rest. But now he had to go and try to figure out why the doctors dropped the ball. Right? I mean, they totally screwed up. Totally screwed up her end of life, treatment, care, I mean, everything, even down to the point of diagnosis. It was, it was really bad. So my cousin had to go through and file with the 9-11 uh, commission, you know, because, you know, there was obviously that, but then there was negligence on the part of the doctors. And, you know, he went through it. My mom went through it. My other aunt went through it. The whole family, like myself, we all went through it in our own ways. But he had to go through that pressure, right? So he had to go through, talk to lawyers and talk to all of the funeral people, you know, all of the cemetery people, all of the 9-11 people, her job, his job, 
you name it. I mean, and then and then he had to go through all of her belongings, disperse those, take care of all that, had to pack up her place, right? Like, I know the times that he would call me and he would just cry. I'd be like, Huzzle, I understand. I do. But there's not much that you can say to a person that's in that situation except for, I'm here for you. They have to get through that. When things were put in his name, they were made his responsibility, right? When you're in those types of situations and you have uh, the stress and the pressures, first of all, I feel for you. But, you know, there's going to be that shock, there's the shock and then there's the awe. It's like the it's like, oh my God. And then it's like, wow. It's like the shock, the sadness, the instant sadness, the hurt. But then it's the awe, like, oh my God, like look at all this stuff that I have to do. And it was a lot. And I told him, I said, you know, I got some advice one time, like from someone, Kuzo, and I was like, it's simple. It's simple, yet it's profound. And it, you know. And it didn't really help him in the moment, but uh, he understood it. And I was like, one foot in front of the other. He's like, yeah. All you can do when you're walking is walk forward, put one foot in front of the other and propel forward. There's no other way for you to move forward but that way. You can get on a car and you can do those things. But if you're on foot, that's all you can do. Likewise, with this, all you can do is just do what you can do in the moment. And as you continue to walk forward, right, it doesn't mean that you're negating the pain, the hurt. No, it doesn't mean that. What it means is that you're hurting. But because you want to fulfill your loved one's last wishes, right, the pressure was put on you because they felt you could handle it. So you have to step up in there. And you have to do what you need to do. There's just no other way. I don't know what is going on with the chicken out here. <laughs> she apparently saw something or she got scared, but... But anyway. And so he did that, one foot in front of the other. And so he was able to get to a point where he didn't feel 100%, but he knew that he was getting business taken care of, right? And with taking care of the business, he was able to step back and actually put that time, that grief time in, like uh, to miss his mom. It was tough for him. It was tough for the family, you know? It was, it was a lot. Not that no one in our family is important because they all are. But my aunt was a rock. Like, she was the oldest of all the sisters. You know, she was the matriarch. So, you know, it was it was real tough losing on Joyce. She would always be the one to call and check on you. She would be the one to give you that tough advice, right? In her living years, and when she was doing that, that to her was pressure. But it wasn't the kind of pressure that I was just talking about 
when she had passed and her son had to take care of her. That kind of pressure was just the pressure of, of you being in a certain position in the family hierarchy, knowing that you have an obligation to the family, things that you got to do. There's that pressure, and that pressure is just there. It's not necessarily nagging. It's, it's always present. It never goes away, right? Because you constantly have to be there to lead your family, right? With our little family here, you know, uh, my lady uh, leads uh, her portions. I lead uh, my portions, but we work together for our family, which is my kids and my mom's and her family when it involves them making sure that we go to the nieces like recitals or that we're there for the family outings or that if the kids need something that it's it's a there right there's always going to be something every day you just have to know that you're in a role for a reason so it's kind of like what my coach used to say like if you're going to play a certain position play that position don't try to do too much Stay within your position. But when the opportunity allows, and you can step out of your position and do something that is going to help the team, then you definitely do that. Inform the team. Give them a hint, something. Let them know. Whisper something or call the audible. Like if you're hot and you're hitting threes, and like, yo, we're going to change this play, and I'm going to run this route. Feed me, right? That's what we should be doing. We should be there for one another that when we feel the pressure, one, we know how to open our mouth and speak up. Like, hey, I'm feeling this. Doesn't mean that you're weak. It just means that you're acknowledging, hey, this is on me. And that you may need some assistance. Nothing wrong with that, friends. What's wrong is just not doing anything and sitting still or idle, right? And then complaining like, to the fact that you have the pressure. I can't help you with that. And there's a lot of y'all that do that. And you need to stop it. Because the only one who can fault anybody like for that is you. And you know this. I mean, I've seen grown adults just don't want to step up and do, it and do what they need to do. Why? It's too lazy. It's sad. It's unfortunate. But it's a fact of life. We don't like uncomfortable things. People don't like death. People don't like to have to do work. People don't like to work overtime. People don't like to do things that is opposite of what they get to do or what they want to do, sorry. Notice want to do. If it's not what people want to do, then it's pressure. Well, you need to change that. You need to understand what you want to do versus what you need to do. And what you need to do, will de- it will all depend on who you are and what role you play in your family, at your workplace or whatever. Know your role. Right. Step up into it. Don't try to run away from it and don't try to scapegoat it or, or off guard it. No, take it on. Take ownership. Right. That's the biggest thing. That's that's the most important thing that you can do. Take ownership and then step into it. Right. I don't think anyone is expecting perfection out of you. They're just expecting you to be there when you need to be there. And that's the biggest thing that a lot of people miss. The misconception that you have to do everything, you don't have to do everything. That's your decision to do everything. So with that, you put more pressure on yourself. No, don't do that, friends. 
Don't do that. Be smart about your steps. When there's pressure, take it on. When there's stress, take it on. Analyze it. Not forever, but uh, but just long enough to understand what is going on and what and, and you know and try to get the gist of what it's about. Come up with an action plan. But then when you come up with the action plan, if it involves other people, rope them in, work with them, right? If it doesn't, figure out your action plan. And then lastly, execute. That execution, that's the bugger because no one wants to do that. <laughs> that's the hard part. Actually having to do something contrary to what you would rather be doing. But friends, that's life. And if it was simple, then, hey, then there'd be no pressure, right? But what fun would life really be if we wasn't really pushed and pressured a little bit? Rather than looking at the pressure as a negative, why don't you look at it as, you know, this is going to help me get better. See, friends, it's all in how you look at situations. If you look at situations in life that, that everything is a negative, that everything's bad, then everything is negative, everything is bad. But when you look at it as opportunities, that's why I keep saying it, and I'm hoping that it's starting to kind of burn into the skull there. Problems are not problems. They're not issues. They're not troubles. They're opportunities. Opportunities for you to see how you can try to tackle this and learn something new from it. When I changed over to looking at things as opportunities many, 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 many moons ago, my life just got easier. It's still busy. Like, I still got kids who need stuff. I still have jobs that is like, hey, I need you to do this. I still have a lot of ask of me. But at least I kind of know myself and I know my limits. I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. And when I know my strengths, I step into it and I get it done. When I know my weaknesses, while I may not step right into it, I'll acknowledge that I'm weak in this, but I'm going to do everything that I can do to become proficient and strong. That, to me, is the maturity that is necessary in life. Now, if you choose not to do that and you run away, that's fine. But eventually, the pressure, just like anything else, will catch up with you. And it'll compound and it'll just mount up to the point that eventually you're going to blow a gasket. Now, hopefully, uh, the gasket isn't life-threatening or nothing like that. But when you procrastinate too much and you wait until the last minute, you will go without. You will not get if it's something that is dire and you do nothing about it, you potentially, you know, there could be a loss of life or something relative. Like, you know, like it, it just it's like when you have the pressure of having a health issue, why people ignore it for so long? I don't know. But you shouldn't ignore. You should go to the doctor. Men, don't be afraid. I'll put it to you like this. Don't you owe it to your family? to do everything that you can do to be in the best health that you can be to be able to provide for them. Don't be no punk. And don't be scared. Doing nothing, to me, that correlates to you don't care enough about your family because you don't care enough about yourself. You don't necessarily see yourself as the person that is taking care of your family. So maybe you need to do some other homework, friends. Check another podcast out on thesoulbrother.com and see if that can help you out. Because that's a whole other situation. But all the real men know, all the real men know that when it comes down to families 
and our loved ones, we we already know what to do. It's not even something that you got to ask. It's innate. It's burned into our DNA. Everything. It's passed down from generation to generation. It's passed down. Masculine or feminine. It's passed down. It's in you. The question is, are you going to embrace it and step into it? Or are you going to run away? Don't run away from your destiny. It could be the very thing that can save you from all that pressure. One love is always, y'all. This is Soul Brother. Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? This is the Soul Brother here. I just wanted to say that I appreciate your support. It means a lot to me. Um, Soul Brother is homegrown from my heart like to yours. And so I'm not looking for money. I'm not looking for anything. Just looking for your support. And um, just know that I appreciate it. So if you're interested, you can go to Soul Brother. That's S-O-U-L-B-R-A-D-D-A dot com. Up at the top menu, you can subscribe. So whenever I post, then I email you and you're notified. And down at the bottom, the social links, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know. Look me up. Hit me up. I would love to hear from you. And until then, remember to stay soulful, soul real, and soul ready. This is the Soul Brother. One love.